What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN. Hola, this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. Now, did you hear? Did you hear the uh, the latest episode? I got some effects in there for you. No, ah. I didn't. Okay. But, uh, damn, Manny, you don't listen to our podcast? <laughs> no, I'm just, just like you, bro. <laughs> listen, I listen right now. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta go check that out. Where in particular? Can I fast forward to it? Yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> right, right at the beginning. All right, all right. You know, you know. So it's good, y'all. Chilling. Nah, nah. I'm not chilling. Nah. You, it's your birthday today, bro. How you just chilling? Mm. Mm. Birthday and your and your daughter's sick. My daughter's sick. Uh, it's my birthday. It was my girl's birthday yesterday. I'm trying to pay a handyman that's doing work for my mom. Oh shit. Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Apple pages went haywire on me. Yeah, man. It's just... That was that Manny Digital. <laughs> I want to pull the hair I don't have in my head out right now. Uh, uh, What's up? Tell us. Lean on us, bro. That's what we're here for. Uh, again? No, no, no. I'm saying. <laughs> my daughter got, um, she got, she did her one year checkup on Friday. Uh, look, you know, thankfully everything is, is on track with her. She's doing great. They did blood work. And then we did another one of those vaccines, the ones that's like three in one. Fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is the second time that we noticed that the that she has a reaction to it. You know, like she gets sick. And I always ask the doctor. You don't know which one, right? Because you do the three in one, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you don't know what it is. But, yeah, she's she's a lot of mucus and eyes are watery and, and slight fever. Luckily, she just... But the one before she had a, some fever, like bad fever, but now it's not as bad. Um, and then she's just having trouble sleeping. And then you can't tell if, if it's a combination of that and in teething. Because he also said that she's uh, her teething is actually accelerated for her, the stages she's in. She, like she has a lot of teeth coming out. Hmm. Um, so maybe that's bothering her. And, and, you know, I was out of town doing drink chance, came back in. And it's my girl's birthday and then it's my birthday and... We haven't really been able to do much for our birthdays, which we didn't. We really weren't planning much. We're gonna do some this weekend, but but our daughter just, you know, she's not she's not having it right now. Do you do you feel that that um, and I guess everyone's different, but now that you have a kid, do you feel like your birthday is less important at this? point? I don't give a fuck about my birthday. Yeah. I mean, I, I was already leaning like that for a while. Um, I was actually thinking to myself today as I'm getting all these like social media things, and you know, it, it it's funny because people get they get uh, an alerted or they get reminded that it's somebody's birthday. So you'll be getting hit by random people you don't even know sometimes. Um, and I was just thinking, I wouldn't even feel it as my birthday if it wasn't for the social media stuff of people hitting me up. And I really don't care, especially even now, like you said, because of my daughter, to me, it's it's more about her and, and, and whatever, you know. Like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about my birthday. But I didn't... I shouldn't say that for I can't say that for my girl. I should, you right. know, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not care yet. for her birthday. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Right. And, and I could say that, that I came back from the trip kind of behind the ball on 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 you know making sure that I celebrated her birthday just as much. Even though I mean I spent the entire day with her and definitely tried to put work you know to the side and and, and hung out and we had some quality time. But I definitely would have liked to have done more for her on her birthday. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you sound really amazing, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Manny, Manny's on Manny, mute. I think you're on mute, buddy. <laughs> like I was saying. <laughs> but you know what? I like Man, that. Manny Digital. Keep it like that, Manny Digital. <laughs> Who doesn't know how to use his digital? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, what I was saying in mute was uh, I, I didn't give a fuck about my birthday until, yeah, very recent. Like, my kids really, I care more about. Me, never really had, like, when I was young, young, like, before 10, I, I would say I was looking forward to it. But afterwards, it just kind of got, I don't know, oh, it's a cake. Oh, it's another year. And I was like, there's so much other shit we could be doing than just rah rying for my new year, getting old and dying soon. The fuck out of here. Yeah, well, do you, more... do, you, do your kids um do your kids get get amped up for your birthday? Like, do they do they look forward to it to celebrate? They get more amped up about it than I do. Yeah, so I yeah. play along. Like, I don't I don't try to, you know, make it a negative thing once that happens. But it, it was never something that I really paid that much attention to. I definitely like celebrating other people's birthdays more than my own. Me too. But I, I, I I'm not on the morbid side of you. you like. <laughs> death and all that like i'm actually looking forward because it's my 44th birthday i'm actually looking forward to next year i feel like 45 does deserve a little bit more you know celebration it's like a milestone birthday but i don't know 50 to me feels more like that 45 no i'll do 45 i'll, I'll do it in five increments, five fives, increments. Yeah. Oh, in fives okay you know what i'm saying five yeah but but there's nothing like a a sick like i said earlier to you guys a sick screaming crying baby to just two birthday <laughs> Shut everything Celebrators, down. not celebrating. <laughs> Both looking at each other like, fuck your birthday. <laughs> your birthday ain't shit. And yes, yeah. damn, the whole household is in May. Yeah, like, we're all in me. May and wow. Mother's Day. Like, I'm like, God damn, I'm getting the whole Shazam in May. Yeah. Bueno. Yeah, sick, sick kid will shut it down. That's oh, for yeah. sure. She, yeah. And, and you know, just, oh, whatever, man. It's just. And it's just heartbreaking seeing my daughter sick. Like I can't, I can't stand it. And that's that goes back to the whole like trying to work thing. Like, minute I hear her crying or hear her in the background, even though I know my girl's with her, I just want to stop what I'm doing and go and comfort her and check on her and play with her and make her feel better. And it's just I hate seeing her, you know, in any kind of pain or, or suffering of any kind. Well, that'll that I guess this will segue into. Who we're gonna to talk to today, right? Yeah, yeah, we got a we got a guy coming on that uh, he's he's got some challenges. See, I've been I've been trying to be thoughtful about how to approach having this conversation with with him because uh, his son, one of his kids, has a Pfeiffer syndrome, and when we get him on, we'll, we'll talk more about it and educate everybody on what it is. But I'm I'm scared personally, and that's my my boy. But I'm scared to ask him questions that might come off as insulting ignorant or right. ignorant no definitely is going to be ignorant because i don't know a ton about it but i don't want to insult so that's what i'm i already kind of preface to him like yo look i might say some shit that's wrong i need you to correct it if it's wrong yeah but, but it'll be interesting. i mean i'm sure he understands or yeah. it'll be helpful to educate all of us and our listeners yeah but before we get into that um we talked a little bit last time about we didn't talk about it as bullying per se, but we were talking about like the dynamics of like you know, for instance, K, your son and Beyblades and like the the group. Oh right, you know, right. like the the cult, the clique that got established, and then there was some some rift there. And and you shot over an article today that I thought was pretty interesting about um, bullying that was in the New York Times, and I forget I forget the headline exactly, but oh, how to bully proof your child. Yeah. Yeah. So, is so that what... a vest that you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I think Fifty Cent sells sells that vest. <laughs> the bullyproof. But what do you what did you think about it? Um, and for those for those of you who want to check it out, um, that are listening, the article was by a lady named Estelle Erasmus, and it uh, published on the twenty third of May of twenty nineteen. We can post it on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we'll push it live. But Kay, what I mean. I mean, it, basically, in a nutshell, it boiled down to when, like, teaching kids to not necessarily label their peers as bullies if they can kind of work through it. Like, basically giving a kid the, like, changing their mindset to kind of try to 
handle the situation on on their own and and flip it so instead of them getting upset when some like another kid is making fun of them or people are ganging up on them that kind of stuff to to flip it and be like well uh what was the instead of getting defensive or upset i think it's um just saying like all right if you don't want to play with me then i'll go find something else to do and then kind of and bounce and just kind of do their own thing right like it's like it's a free country go go do what you got to do well that's the easiest way to neutralize right right by so it's not paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah, so you're basically taking away kind of the, 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 the you're taking away the power of yeah of all that. I mean that was the the supreme nut, nutshell version of, of that. Yeah, and that's a, then the that's best. a different story. Yeah, you know it's funny because I mean, and I'm sure you got this out of it as well. Like that's that was the you know the unwritten rule almost in how you try to defuse situations like that. It's like all right, eliminate the the visible impact on yourself. Uh, and then that typically reduces or eliminates the threat of quote unquote bullying or people bugging you too much. Like that was that was how I, I approached that, it. I don't know that that really worked that much in nah? my experience. Nah. Hmm. Usually, if it, it was perceived as you running away from the situation, therefore brought on more of the chasing of the situation. I'm talking about now a little older of. When you're in like the, high school. the middle school, high school, well, more middle school. Middle school is where I was like, I felt like I can speak from both ends where I felt like I was bullied and a bully mm-hmm. at the same time. And I feel like I, I see both sides of it. And shit, to this day, some people call me a bully, but it's more of a comedic bully. No, no, you're a fucking bully. <laughs> with, with my friends. <laughs> but, um, and that's the other thing, too. Like maybe there's, maybe there's an approach with kids where it's like you kind of have to also teach them a sense of humor because sometimes I think people perceive some things as bullying that is just really people just don't have the same sense of humor as somebody else. So someone had like, like, you know, if you meet like-minded people and, and y'all have like crude jokes or whatever, mm-hmm. y'all are on the same page. Nobody, nobody gets hurt by it. Everybody's like, ah, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. You're this, you're that, you're that. Cool. You meet someone else that isn't on that same page. Yeah. It's a and threat. They're like, it. Oh, I'm getting bullied. Oh, this is, this is, Oh, neg- oh man, this guy's always talking crazy. I think that that's a part of it as well. You know, you the psychological makeup of what is bullying. Right. Also, just teaching kids how to read the situation and be able to make right. Just be able to make a decision on their own to all right. How, do, do I do I let them see that this is bothering me and maybe that fuels the situation? Is it all right. in jokes? You know, do I take them aside and say, yo, you know, I don't really appreciate that kind of humor. You know what I mean? I guess there's there's different ways to finesse it. I think. It's but, really what the relationship between the two people are. That's they don't fucks with each other. Because my thing is, if I'm cool with you, I'm gonna talk shit about you. But then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna know that I'm opening myself for you to talk shit about me, and right. I can't right. get mad about it. Right. But if you're someone you don't really know, out of nowhere, you, that's beef. Right. <laughs> that's that's the difference between beef and not having beef. Yeah. I think it. I think it in in these younger, these early years, especially in um, kindergarten, first grade, these kind of times at least what we teach our son is very similar to to this what this article was stating is basically right. almost don't show your cards to everyone like if there's if someone's if someone's annoying you um if you if you show them that you're going to be visibly upset by it even though you might get upset by it nine times out of ten they're going to keep going at it because they know that they yeah. can trigger that in you and they feel like they've got the power on you so right right You've got to be able to, even if it's bothering you, learn to Suck it go up. off and do your own thing, not worry about it, and and flip it. And at least in theory, they'll go off and do it to someone else, which you don't necessarily want them to do, but because people are going to just kind of bounce around until they find their target. Yeah, but we've yeah. also told him, like, look, if 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 you see other people, you know, let's say they try it on you and and it doesn't work, and you've pushed it off and they go off and they start messing with someone else who maybe can't defend themselves or even mentally or physically think about stepping up and helping that person as well. Yeah. I think that's important. That, that's something that once I got through the crazy middle school time period and I found my crew of friends, we were always trying to be proactive in that manner. If we saw people like trying to like bully people or intimidate people, we would always try to like step in and, Help out, but obviously at, in high school you're already a little older, and yeah. we're talking about the younger years, and and it and it can all become a domino effect if you don't kind of like handle it from really young. Yeah, and it's like, hard when you're older yeah, too. 
Yeah, because then it it becomes like self, you know, you're self-conscious about things and you're nervous and scared and start building up anxiety and depression and that boils over into other things, you know. But also it kind of follows you like uh, in most places, you know, there's like uh, you go from school to school to school with, you know, majority of the same people. So you got to kind of as early as you can kind of establish your your circle of respect or, you know, trust or what have you, so that people don't know not to invade that. And if they do, there's a, a precedent. Cause I've seen it all too many times. Like, you know, my daughter's middle school, I tell her all the time, I'm like, yo, cause she, she has a way of, if something happens, it's, you know, that, that laugh that's almost like making fun of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's kind of like a, what's the word? Like a, the one I'm always doing to you. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> 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 Dick. <laughs> nah, are, but... you bu- are you bullying right now? <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that, like condescending snicker type of shit, right? right. The the EFN. Let's call it the EFN. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> All right, I'll take the sake of conversation for science. I so, in science. <laughs> so she does that shit. Like, like if somebody was to trip, she'll do that, right? And I'm like, yo, you do that at school? Like, I'll trip, for instance. They should do it to me, and I'm like, yo, you do that shit at school? And she'd be like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, you're going to do that shit to the wrong person in the wrong circumstance, and you're going to get punched in the face. And you're going to come home crying, and I'm going to ask you what happened. And if that's what happened, you're just going to have to put an ice pack on it and figure it out. Because you you got to know, like you said earlier, E, if it's your people's, that's okay. Right, Typically, right. it's okay. But if it's some random person... You you want to be very careful how you react because you don't know what the fuck is going through their head at that time, and that shit could be especially nowadays something like that could be considered bullying, which boggles my freaking mind. But you know the sensitivity is so heightened at this point that something like that could be misconstrued as that, and you have a bigger problem on your hands. And this type of stuff carries on into adulthood because while you were just talking right now, I'm thinking about like even my friends that we know each other. Sometimes, you know, you can go overboard because you're like in a moment. And even this happens to me, you know, from time to time, I find myself like the next day, like saying, damn, maybe I went a little too hard on my dog, you know, like, Mm. and I hit him up and I actually try to, you know, be a grown man and apologize. Like, yo, my bad. I didn't really mean to do that. And then the next next day I just go back at it again. But (laughs) (laughs) like a bully does. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but in truth, like, it, you know, this is something that honestly, like, I really feel like if not nipped in the butt on both ends from the bully perspective or the being bullied, which usually is you're both. It happened, you know, because the one that bullies was bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't nip that in the butt from a young age, this is something that carries over into adulthood easily. But then you kind of uh, from a man's pers- boy, man's perspective. In, in that circumstance that you just said, like, that's noble of you to be able to acknowledge that, oh, shit, maybe I took it a little bit too far. Let me go, sit, you know, make sure my dog's all right. I, I definitely try. I definitely try. Because I know not everybody has my sense of humor, and right. I tend to be a beat, beat a dead horse type of dude when it comes to certain things. Like, if I'm in a moment yeah, and I for think real, hilarious. So. I never you heard know, you like, apologize to Manny. <laughs> 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 like I love a a good laugh, and if something's just working, man, you just gotta keep going. <laughs> but then, but then, if you're the person getting abused, let's just use me as an example with EFN. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you almost feel like you gotta ride that wave, cause like yeah, you for, don't have to. You <clears throat> can acknowledge it. No, no, like but, if what, it's really bothering you, you t- who are you talking about? Yeah, I'm, also, I'm just saying. It's also like you don't want to kill the, the like vibe. If, if it's in a, if it's vibe. in. A good spirit, you know, it's not necessarily like personal. totally direct personal. Right. Then you don't want to be that guy that's like killing the whole vibe right. of the shit. And, right. And off, you know. Well, look, I think another thing to look at is is again, this is when you pick friends and you and you pick the people around you and you kind of get to know people. And this is another level of what we're talking about. But like another example is I've had issues with good close friends of mine where it's hasn't been jokes. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to you know like it just took a, a left turn and it was. The person didn't, they were like in a blind mode, you know? And then, but in, and this is something actually recent that happened, but then on the way home from whatever we were, where we were at, where this was happening, you know, even though we were arguing, but I kind of like took a step back. I go, I know if I keep arguing, this is going to get ugly. So I just took a step back when we got on the ride, trying to explain to homie, it took a minute because he's stubborn, I'm stubborn. We're all grown ass men that grew up together. And we don't want to hear from each other. But eventually, because you're 
these are real friends, the person takes a step back and goes, my bad, man. You know mm. what? I, I fucked up. My mm. bad. And, and and that's what I love about my friends that for the most part, you know, we usually take a step back and say, you know, I, you know, I apologize or my bad or or whatever, you know, like or even if like I'm taking like if you, you know, you're a friend giving you rides somewhere the whole day and you like even where someone might feel that they got taken advantage of. Like, I always try to, like, the next day, like, even if it's a my brother, like, a good friend of mine, I'm always in the, yo, I really appreciate, you know, you helping me out. Because I feel like that goes a long way where people, you know, don't feel less than or, mm-hmm. or like, oh, you're not really equal friends or whatever. I don't know if that is. No, that's, it's, the, that's, it's a bully conversation. No, but. that's true. Because, I mean, it, it, it also boils down to picking and choosing your friends. I mean, I've been having this conversation with my son quite a bit lately just because going back to, like, um, him trying to understand when he's hanging out with a kid one day and they're having a good time and then the next day the kid acts like an asshole and his feelings are hurt. He's so we're trying to explain to him, look, man, you gotta you gotta pick and choose your friends wisely. Like this is a good time to start thinking about that. Who who are the people that you want to spend your time with? Do they do they make you feel good? Do they make you feel good about yourself when you're with them, or do you feel upset? You know. To whatever whatever it is they're doing and you have to realize that your time is valuable and you control base you control your time you control who you want to hang out with and who you don't want to hang out with and right. and even if you like enjoy certain things about someone um but maybe one day they're cool to hang out with the next day they act like a jerk just just take it for what it's worth like all right, i can hang out with this person for a limited amount of time when they're when they're right when I'm having fun with them. But if they're acting like an asshole, then I just go do my own. I, kn- I know this about them already. It's kind of figuring out, like, picking and choosing what you can and what you can't accept in a person. And th- That's another reason why I tell people, like, that's why I like uh, having long friendships. Because some mm-hmm. people might be like, oh, but this person doesn't kind of, like, match up what you do in life or your type of pers- personality or whatever. And I'm like, the difference is I know this person and what it is, you start to learn their personality and you know the do's and don'ts and what works for you and hanging around them and, and it makes for a better friendship if that makes sense yeah 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 totally um but look man we all have the ability to be assholes we're humans but what makes a i think a good friend or a decent person is the person that after they were an asshole can sit back and say fuck i was an asshole right my bad you know what i'm saying yeah and i think the other person has to be you know has to be in a space also where they can accept the apology where like this is my dog, you know, of course, you know, I appreciate you saying my bad. Okay, cool. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. How uncomfortable is that when when you interact with your friends that way? E. Apologizing? Yeah. It's not, to me, it's not uncomfortable. I, I mean, it's, it, I, don't, I don't know, it's not uncomfortable. I do it. I, I, I try to do it wholeheartedly, you know, like sincerely. Yeah. Where they, they, they know I mean it and I try to change sometimes the behavior. Sometimes some of my friends have this like thing that brings it out where you're like more of a jerk to them because they just do little things <laughs> and you're just like, fuck, bro, stop acting like that so I can stop acting like a dick. <laughs> but, oh, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is where I'm an asshole. <laughs> but, so then I try to compensate in being a better friend in other departments. <laughs> Make up friendships. <laughs> yeah. Like I tell my friends, I go, look, man. Whatever we like, like we were talking, and someone was like, "Man, motherfuckers is talking shit." I go, "We're fucking a bunch of friends, man. Of course, we're talking shit about you. What else are we supposed to do?" Right. <laughs> but at least you know it. Yeah, we're doing it in your face. Just <laughs> eat it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so I'm just gonna wait for my apology then. Um, see how awkward this this feels <laughs> <laughs> for me. All right. All right, you guys go ahead and apologize and do that, and I'll I'll call in our guest. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. I'm writing the text now. Cool. And joining us today, uh, we've got Hampton U alumni, uh, G5G representative, father of two, husband of one, uh, Mr. E.J. Jackson. <laughs> what up, E.J.? What up, fellas? Sure, man. See it. Just stay out of trouble. Just, yeah, just to be clear about husband of one, because Mormon <laughs> or something or Muslim, we don't know. That's yo, right. Yo, yo, you might have talk, a harem. I, I got Muslim fam. I, yo, I got Mormon family members too, like real talk, dog. But they don't be doing the polygamy shit. But still, uh, like it's 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 real. 
Yeah, that no, shit's out there. Real. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got to make it clear. Just in case your wife might have been a little confused, <laughs> now she's now she all caught up. <laughs> Yo, EJ, Yo, man. Instagram pictures of my wife, dog. She got guns. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. that I want to get. I want to get into that because uh, the gun thing is actually something I've been thinking about. So I want to understand how that works in the family dynamic. But um, well, but yeah, I man. Got you. <laughs> but listen, so you've got an interesting family dynamic. I would love for you kind of just to to jump in and and tell us a little bit about your family makeup, and uh, and then we'll we get the ball rolling from there. Okay, um, so uh, me and my wife have been doing our thing since uh, 97, married since 2007, so I'm not really good with math, but that's a long-ass time. <laughs> um, we got two little boys, uh, ages nine and, and, and five. He'll be, the youngest will be six in about a week. Um, oh, you know, wow. We wanted the son- whole you know, two-car garage. Two- What's up? No, I was going to say my son turns uh, six in three days, so they're right around the same age. Oh sweet, yo! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, we need, yo, we need to plan a party down here. <laughs> All right, we'll figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, like we wanted the whole, uh, we wanted the whole, you know, two kids, two car garage, white picket fence type shit or whatever, right? So yeah. after the the first one was born, we spent a couple of years, you know, just kind of, you know, learning this whole parenting thing, man. And as as you guys have documented here on on the podcast, man. <laughs> Man, it's there's it, it, no way to plan for it, right? So you know, with the second kid, it's like it's not nearly as um, uh, you're not nearly as cautious. But um, yeah, when we we found out, um, I think the day before Dami was born, um, that he had a, a condition called cranial synostosis. Um, so it kind of threw us for a loop because uh, we are planners, um, and there's no way you can plan for uh, this type of uh, uh, scenario, right? Like so. Um, to kind of give you some background, uh, my wife was uh, was bedridden, or she was on bed rest for like a month, and someone had suggested, "Yo, you know, we can't we can't get a good uh, view on that ultrasound." So they was like, "Yo, go ahead and get an MRI done." My children's in DC, so we went and scheduled that joint for June 6, 2013. Went in there, and you know, I'm, and what I do for a living, like I got to be able to read people pretty quickly. Mm. And when these doctors came in after like six hours of testing. Um, I could see on their face, like, they weren't about to tell me any good news. Yeah. Um, and they showed us, you know, the, the MRI of, um, of my son. And this is going to sound fucked up, mm. but, like, th- this, I deal with humor. I got to use humor to deal with stress. Like, y'all know how I, how I post shit. Everything's got some comedic shit to it. Right. But, like, the, the, the shot looked like fucking sloths from the Goonies, dog. Like, the cone-shaped head and the bug eyes, dude. And it was like, whoa, I don't, I don't know wow. what to do here. This is, you know, completely outside of my, um my expertise right and my my wife god bless her you know she she just kind of shut down so for me she knows i go into jack bauer mode right so it just became all right let me focus get my head on start asking some questions you know and all they could really say we still had like three weeks left before he was actually due and um uh they were like yo just keep him in there until it's time to go that's the safest space for him i was like yeah you know what yeah that sounds right yeah all right cool you know give me some time here to try to try to plan some shit right so I took her back to the crib, um, and I had to get to work. I had some event going on in Fairfax I was hosting or some shit. Um, I dropped her off at the crib. She had another OBGYN um, appointment that day that she was going to drive to. So I went down to Fairfax and just kind of give you an idea. Like, I was 25 miles from the crib, um, but this is D.C., so that's like two hours. Mm. So she calls me a couple hours later after I left her and was like, yo, I went to the OBGYN. Homie was like, you ain't going home. We delivering the baby tomorrow. Whoa. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay, well, there goes my, my buffer to plan some shit. All right, well, <laughs> let me get in the whip. So I had to secure all my stuff, you know, down at Fairfax and then hit, hit the road. And this is, this is rush hour, fellas, like hmm. four o'clock on the dot when I get the call, like I got to bounce, right? So I got two hours to plan everything, right? Get my, get my oldest secured and figure out how to get my wife's car, you know, back to the crib and then get back to her to stay in the hospital, right? It was, it was a challenge. And then the next day, um, they pulled him out and this going to sound fucked up too. You know, I, I, I am who I am. Um, they pulled him out and the doctor was like, oh, you got a beautiful boy here. And I was like, nigga, stop lying. Look wow. at this nigga. He fucked up. It threw me off, wow. yo. Like, like, yo, like, like seriously, like you're not prepared for it. Like, I mean, God bless him for trying to lighten the blow. 
Right. But nah, it was no way to do it, right? Um, and the hospital we was at, they were like, "Look, Slim, we not built for this. Um, oh, y'all, he got to go." Uh, so they they medevaced him down to uh, CNMC, and we went down there. Well, I went down there, so I got my my oldest is in Virginia, mm. my wife is in Maryland, and I'm in D.C. and I'm trying to manage all of that like in this first couple of days, right? So. It was that, that, yeah, that first month was a bitch, man. So so you, you had know, since then. Um, so, sorry to cut you off, but so you had basically no, like twenty four hours, maybe less of process. of yeah of yeah. opportunity to process. So real, real real quick, just yeah, what it what what is what does the condition entail? Because yeah. I'm I'm oh, so in, I'm bad, in the dark on that I, one. That's cool. Nah, no worries. So. So the so he was born with cranial synostosis, right? So this is essentially um, when the the sutures in the skull are fused together, right? So you know most babies got that soft spot. It's because their skull hasn't hardened and fused together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my son he got to be a G. Every last one of his sutures fused together. In most cases of cranial synostosis, um, it's maybe you know one, two, maybe maybe three sutures max, right? But my son, like, everything was fused. Um, so that's what caused, like, that cone shape. And it caused him to have a really narrow um, nasal cavity, so he struggled breathing on his own. Mm. His eye sockets didn't develop properly either because of the deformity. So his eyes, his, actually, when, his, when he was born, his eyelids were behind his eyes. So it was, just, it was like 80% eyeball when they pulled him out. That's why I was like, yo, why are you lying to me, Doc? Like, oh, come on, bro. Wow. Um, and when he cried, he would blink, and he'd press down on his optic nerve, which propelled his eyeballs out further. So it looked like Oof. his eyes was about to fall out. Wow. So, you know, the poor little dude, man, like, he had, coming to the world was a tough one for him. So when we talked to the doctors, they said that, you know, oftentimes craniosynostosis, um, it's, it's random. But there's oftentimes it's caused by some syndrome. And they started, you know, kind of spouting off a, a number of uh, a syndromes. Treacher Collins, uh, Asperger's, I think, is another one. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, but my son uh, has Pfeiffer syndrome. And the telltale with Pfeiffer is, is that their thumbs and their toes, uh, when they develop, they kind of curve outward. Mm. So they, they were pretty certain that it was Pfeiffer's. But, of course, they ran the genetic test. Took about a week or two, I think, maybe three. I don't remember. Uh, but it confirmed, yeah, it was it was Pfeiffer's, and there's like three types of Pfeiffer's, um, and that's that's determined based off of the the kind of intellectual level of the kid. So it was too early to to determine which type he was, um, but we knew that all right, we were we were in for some for some shit. So mm-hmm. I think he had um, he had a surgery at two days old to pull his eyelids forward and they sutured those shut. So, mm. you know, they, he, he couldn't open his eyes at all. And then they essentially had to crack his skull because his brain had no room to grow whatsoever. And he had Oof. hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. Mm. So you got that. And then we learned that his, um, another portion of the deformity for him was his elbows are, I think it's called ankylosed, which is essentially the joint never really developed. So it's one long ass bone that's bent 90 degrees. So he can't extend his arms. So this, my man got a mean ass right hook, well. So you, you got to watch out for the hook, man. Like my man said, you know, in his song back in the day, he got a mean right hook, dog. So, you know, that was that was just part of it, right? So you know, over time, he ended up having to get a trach. So we had to learn how to do trach care, um, which is a bitch, by the way, um, especially when you're dealing with an infant who doesn't know how to sit still for you to take that shit out. Oh. Um, He's got a G-tube. He's never eaten anything orally. He takes all of his food through his belly, um, through this G-tube. Um, and right now, we're actually just trying to, we're trying to shift to, like, you know, actual real food. He's been on formula for five years, so, you know, he's always a little undersized. So we're trying to figure out and manage that, too. So it's, it's been an interesting road, like 16 surgeries to Damn. date. Yeah, 16 total surgeries. We uh, today, as a matter of fact, I just got another one scheduled, um, or we got we're getting ready to schedule another one because we got to get his trach refitted. Uh, he's growing, so the trach he has now is a little small, so he be coughing that shit up, and then I'm like, oh shit, don't die on me! I can't deal with that. Come on, you know. He's just sitting there laughing like, <laughs> you know. So, but he's got a great demeanor. Um, I gotta admit, I ain't like him that first year. Uh, he's an asshole. Uh, that's how he got the nickname Fussle Butt because he was crying all the time. But I mean, my man had a massive headache for oh, like damn. ten months, so oh, wow. you know you can't really blame him. Um, 
And uh, I actually shared a post today. Uh, it was really ironic. We were ENT today for, for his appointment. Um, and my wife happened to capture this picture of us five years ago on the same day in the same ENT office. And I shit you not, I'll never forget this. That was the day I fell in love with my son because he looked at me and it was just like, I got you, Dad. Don't worry. And it's like, it's like, like we just had this bond. Like he just looked at me and like since then, man, I've been wrapped around. He, I'm wrapped around his finger. Whatever he want, I pretty much do. I'm like, all right, dude. You know, if I had a daughter, like I know I'd be a sucker for. Her. Like this is my my version of having a daughter right here. Mm. But he's a kick ass kid though, and his brother's dope as shit too, man. So that's a whole lot. I'm sorry, fellas. Some of y'all got questions. My bad. Nah, nah, nah. E, you got you got something cooking? I mean, well, what's the the and, and any and of course if we say anything that you don't want to answer, you know, you definitely don't have to answer it or or if it's too personal. Oh, but, bro, I'm an open book, man. Go ahead. What's nah, what's ahead. the like the the mental development? Like, how does that work out? Like, how how is he gonna be in the future in terms of speech and 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 educational development? Like, how does that all work out with the with the disorder that he has? So it's it's different for every kid. Um, and, and with him, he's sharp as a tack, uh, believe it or not. So he, he struggles to talk and pronounce words because of how, how his, his face is deformed, right? And his jawline and all that good stuff, tongue sticks out, all that good shit. It's, it's tough for him to, to pronounce words, but we work at it, right? He knows his ABCs. He can count. He's in kindergarten right now. He's about to wrap up. Uh, his, uh, his first year of school and then head off to the first grade. Oh, that's dope. Um, so we know developmentally he's a little slower uh, physically as well as intellectually for other, than other people. But And I hate to admit this, but it's the truth. I don't give this kid enough credit. Like He, he shocks me every single time. The motherfucker was reading to me, yo. Mm. I almost cried, man. Like They pulled out the book and they used this little magnifying uh, glass to help him see because his vision is a little jacked up because he can't, he can't close his eyes, y'all. So, right. you know, we got to keep his eyes moisture and all that good stuff, right? So his vision's a bit impaired. But, man, they broke out the magnifying glass, and my man started reading to me, dude, like reading the fucking words and recognizing them shits. And I was like, yo, you might, you might be all right, player. Like, I got you. We're going to get you through this. We'll figure it out somehow, some way, man. So, yeah, that's, it's hard to tell what it's going to be long-term, E, but... Uh, we know that he he ain't dumb. Now he'll play dumb. Mm, right. He'll play dumb real He's quick. He's a kid at the end of the day. <laughs> right. like, oh yeah, he and, he and he's sharp as a tack, man. He's got the best fucking demeanor ever, dude. So don't nothing phase him. So being being in school, how do you? Uh, how is he maneuvering through school at this point? And and do you guys see challenges with just in terms of kids being dickheads and all that kind of stuff? Or what? What's your thought on that? Yeah, so let me answer that in two parts, right? So the, the maneuverability piece of it, so he learned to walk maybe two years ago. Uh, no, three years ago. We're right about the three-year mark now. And that's because I forced his ass. Like, he literally just kind of laid there. His head was big as shit. But I couldn't move it. But, you know, we, we worked on it through physical therapy and all that, right? So he out here ripping and running. And, like, he's the man at school. Like, everybody knows this dude. And mm. everybody loves him so far, right? So the kids at school... For the most part, they're cool. So he, he walks around, knows where to go. Um, somebody called me today. I think it was the, the occupational therapist. She called me today because we were getting ready to do his IEP. It was like, yo, this shit almost made me cry, Mr. Jackson. I saw him come into the cafeteria. He walked, saw his brother, went over, gave him a hug. They gave each other high fives or whatever it is they do. And then he went on and did his thing. It was the cutest thing ever. I was like, yeah, that's my man. <laughs> so he maneuvers you know, pretty well, right? He still struggles recognizing um, like texture changes. So like if you go from uh, grass to concrete, like he'll pause just to make sure he's, you know, he can, he can, he can tackle it and he'll fill it out and he'll, he'll go. He's cautiously fearless. Right. Hmm. Um, so maneuverability, he's, he's pretty good. Motherfucker jumping off the shit, climbing on everything in my house. You know, he climbed a rock, uh, a, a rock climbing wall the other day. He went to a, a, a birthday party. He had the gym climbing the wall. Dog. I was impressed. Hmm. Now kids at school are dope. It's kids in the street, and this is partially why I keep heat on me, dog, because I'm too old to be fighting. You don't put a bullet in somebody's knee if they do the wrong thing. <laughs> but, like, some people are just assholes, man. Yeah, like, right, they yeah. just are. And most kids are assholes, yep. right? And it's because they haven't been exposed to stuff, right? Um, and I get that. I, I recognize that. So I try to let, let the parents, uh, you know, kind of approach it. But most times people don't even know what to say. Because the parents haven't been exposed to it. Yo, so, I'll be, I'll be you know, honest. See, I'll catch parents staring. I'll be honest with you, E. Like, when 
when I started, uh, you know, I just got on Facebook not that long ago. That's kind of when we reconnected for real. And yeah, when I yeah. when I saw you posting, first of all, I was like, yo, this dude is he. Some people might want to hide that. You know what I'm saying? And for you to like express and expose your son like he's any other kid to me was amazing. And like it, it helped me to appreciate you know, that situation, not really knowing what it was until recently. Um, and then how you, mm-hmm. how you, you know, like he'll be, he'll be playing around with his, with his brother and like, you know, doing all sorts of kid shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, son, that's amazing. And I'm looking at it and I'm trusting in myself. Like, yo, if I saw EJ walking down the street with his son, what would my kids say? How would I approach that situation? Cause like you just said, who, those who aren't exposed to it, wouldn't know really how to react. And I'm always questioning that. That's why we when we yeah. when we have our conversations here, it's like, yo, don't judge nobody. Like really give that person a shot, no matter what they look like, talk like, you know, all of that stuff. So it must be an everyday challenge for you guys when you're dealing with the general public. Yeah, like like we don't we, there's there's times where it's like we just don't want to go nowhere because we don't feel like dealing with it, right? Like yeah. you know, my wife, God bless her, she's the one that's like, you know, no, they don't know. So, hi, his name is Dominic. Would you like to meet him type shit? Me, I'm me mugging everybody, dog. I'm walking through that through the club like, what's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and I'm trying to work on that. Right? It's, it's a challenge for me because I'm like go to like, boxing and, and, and going to, to an altercation or that's my that's my M.O. Like that's that's my default mechanism. Right. So I'm working mm-hmm. on that piece of it. Um, but it, yeah, it's times where we just don't want to go out in the world and we just don't feel like dealing with it. It's why we host so much shit over here. It's why about this big ass house. So we can have people come through and we ain't got to go out into the world all the time, but we can't live like that either. Right. So, you know, I'll take them out and, and you know, kids, kids can be assholes. Right. So it, for my, my reaction is really going to be based off how the parents respond. Right. Mm. So, you know, if I see a parent who's kind of being a dick, then, Hey, we can square up right here. You did. <laughs> But if you're trying to talk to your kid, then, all right, I'll, I'll have more patience with you. And I won't mean mug your kid as much, right? But, shit, they be staring so hard sometimes, dude. I start staring at their kid. Like, how you feel with somebody staring at your child? Right. It's just weird, right? Yeah. So, you know, let's just chill. Get your kid, correct them. Show them that people are different or whatever. But my son, he don't care. Like, That's he just cool. like, yo, what's up? He start waving at people. He be trying to get people high fives. He don't care. So I'm trying to be like, well, I'm not going to worry about it until he's worried about it. Um, but the thing that I'm fearful of is somebody hurting him. Because, like, yeah. his skull is porous, like Swiss cheese, right? So if you catch one kid, that's, they hit him too hard, man. My man could die, like, that <sighs> quick. Like, nothing. It's, it's a wrap. You dig? So wow. that's the shit that scares me the most is, is, is somebody putting hands on him. And then I don't know how I'm going to respond. I might end up going to jail. Like, I, I, that's just real. Yeah. Real quick, what, what do you think, and this might sound, I guess, I don't know if it'll sound ignorant or not, but what would you think would be the proper mm-hmm. way that someone should approach your son? Like, whether it be a kid or even a family, like, if they're around, like, how, what would you say is, okay, these people, you know, they're trying, even if they don't know whether, you know, how to approach or they're being cautious or careful. For anybody listening that, you know, you, like so, you said, people could be assholes. Like, what what would you feel is like, okay, you know, you trying. Yeah, so don't come up and say, what's wrong with him? Right. right. Nothing's wrong with him. He out here chilling. Fuck what you, right. fuck you mean, you dig? <laughs> right. But it's it's the same thing that you do in any other situation, right? Like, I would introduce my, my son Donovan to, to to your son and say, hey, Donovan, this is Donovan. He's nine. And I'm like, hi, this is Johnny. You dig? It's the, it's the same thing. And if you want to know what the condition is, you ask, um, what's his diagnosis? Right. Mm. Or parent to parent. Because that's, that's, right. that's the medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Right. But, you know, avoid the what's wrong with them. Don't like some kids like they just start screaming. They're scared of them. Right. And if that's the case, OK, cool. Grab your kid. Just pull them to the side and say, hey, everybody's a little bit different. Right. Some people right. are taller. Some people are, are, are shorter. Some people are rounder. Some people are just ugly. It just it is what it is, right? <laughs> so I, at that point, like <laughs> at that point, it's just all about trying to coach them. And if they're not if they're not open to it, then you don't force it on the kid, right? You gotta kind of let them get into their comfortability, right? And and most times, if you're cool like that, I mean, families like us, we're we're cool, 
we're, we had no problem. We appreciate it, man. Uh, we were in Target probably a couple months ago, and some little kid just went bananas and was talking shit. Look at that ugly-ass baby, right? Like, literally mm. said this shit. Wow. And I'm over here fuming, like, oh, because Dami's cute as shit to me. I don't care what nobody says. That's a cute little motherfucker. Right. Um, but the mom is a teacher, and she, she, man, she saw it on my face, right? She, it was just this, just exhaustion. Uh, of, of this type of an environment. And she was like, hey, didn't we talk about, you know, people being special and different? And the little kid was like, yeah. She's like, he's special. He's just different, just like you. Like, she said something like, you like matchbox cars or some shit like that, and your friend thinks that's whack. I don't know, some, something that was between them. And the little kid was like, oh, okay. And she was like, hi, this is Jaden. And we were like, cool, that's Dommy. And the little motherfuckers gave each other high five and shit. And then <laughs> I was like, I, I looked at the mom and the dad, I was just like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I was looking at the dad like I'm about to slap the shit out you. Like that's how I was, but you know, mom handled it though. Now, now what about so? Yeah, just you know, sorry. just just approach us like anybody else, man. What about what about your oldest and and how does he get along with his brother? And I'm assuming they have a good relationship. And but but also, does he? Because I'm assuming that that it, it takes with his younger brother, there's probably a lot of time that goes into taking care of him with all the different things that, that he needs. Yeah. And do, does the older brother yeah. feel like, uh, you know, more needy of attention or how does he deal with, with this, with the scenario? So from the beginning, um, with the oldest, we wanted to make sure that he didn't feel like he was left out because there, there was so much care for his brother, especially in the early days. Like, we didn't we didn't sleep in the same bed for like a year and a half. We had to do night shifts, right? Mm -hmm. I'm downstairs with him one night, then she come in the other night, right? Um, but we, we tried to make sure that there was still some balance, right? And uh, we have date nights with the oldest. Um, me and my oldest will, you know, football is our thing. Music is our thing, right? So if we're riding in the car, I'll introduce him to, you know, some, some music he hasn't heard before. Like, I'm getting ready to play him the Purple Tape. We've been talking about that for like a week or so since the Wu Tang <laughs> do um, documentary had come out, right? Yep. So, you know, that's, that's our special time. Um, or when, when the baby's nurse gets here, um, we, you know, on a Friday night, for example, we might sneak him out to the movies. So the three of us can go somewhere, you dig? So mm -hmm. we, we try to find ways to balance it out. And then we also openly talk to him. We don't, we don't like, like I don't hide shit on Facebook. I don't hide shit from my son either, right? Just, hey, this is the world. It's cold. But here's how we can make it a little bit warmer, right? And, and he's dope. And he's, man, no, these two bond is ridiculous. He's a way better brother than I've ever been in my 41 years on this planet, dude. <laughs> so. Um, their dynamic is amazing, but we make it, uh, we also are really adamant about making sure he has his time with us individually together. And then all four of us together when we can too. And he's a great helper, man. I, I just, I just, I, I was, I, I just told this kid, like he was so dope. He helped me cut down that punk ass tree this weekend, man. I'm <laughs> y'all didn't know a tree fell on my new grill the other day and I'm pissed off about that shit, but I let him get the chainsaw and the whole nine dude. He out here. <laughs> getting it in but they've got a great relationship and we make it a point to uh, make sure that he has his quote-unquote me time with mom and dad um so you you already tackled one of the questions i had which is around the music um hip-hop music in particular uh mm -hmm. so the exposure to the purple oh, yeah. tape is that the initial phase of you getting your oldest into hip-hop or have you been massaging that in some other ways Oh, no, we've been doing that for years, man. So, you know, my son, when we were cutting up this tree the other day, he was like, Dad, can I play my playlist? Mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. First joint on there, Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> Next joint, slam. Nice. <laughs> Next joint was, um, what was that busting Eminem joint? Um, they did the, the jump around uh, sample. Oh, shit, I can't remember the name of it. But busting Eminem going in, that's yeah, on that joint. Then he was yep. like, Dad, did Kicking the Door play yet? Oh, I was like, shit. yeah, kicking, I was like, kicking door ain't come on yet. So it was like, all right, that's my joint right there, right? But then, then he's got his stuff on there. He's got the Post Malone joint from the Spider-Man movie on yeah. there, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he, man, he exposed me to something I thought was really cool. I think it's some British cats um, that are doing they, they, a song called, like, The 40 Years of Gaming, where this British dude is spitting about 40 years of fucking video games and shit and the evolution <laughs> of it. And I'm sitting here listening to it like, yo. Yo, you just put me onto something that I'm impressed with that wasn't lame and whack, right? So, yeah, me and my boy, man, we used to, I would play instrumentals because I used to rap back in the day. 
Um, I gave my tape to Mizike, but he shit it on me. So, you know, I went into the telecom shit. The rap wasn't working. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we would play instrumentals and we would sit there and try and freestyle. And my live brother was over here. Um, he was the producer back in the day. So he still just messing around with beats. He saw my son how to use the, uh, the garage band app on the, on the iPad. Young and coming out here, making some fire shit. Even my wife was like, yo. Shit got my head nodding, B. So um, next up for for him is a uh, purple tape. But man, we've done you know all the Biggie. We've done Tupac. Um, we help you know we let them watch some of the, uh, the the biopics on on some of these musicians too. Man, we expose them to rock. My boy ain't here playing ACDC, dog. So mm. you know so, the only thing he won't pick up none of my guitars. But that's cool. Uh, he might break my shit, and I'll be mad. <laughs> what about what about the guns? So that's that's always like a touchy topic. Uh, I know you're very much uh, pushing forward with your right to bear arms. How does how does that work out Hell in your yeah, household? Man. Like how on do the you... Killer Mike tip? Killer Mike's all about he's pushing that as well. Yeah, right, right. So how how do you balance man, that and, so, and show so, that respect? So it's right. Uh, a gun is a tool, right? It serves a particular purpose, right? So to to, to me. You know, clearly, uh, we ain't safe in some part of this country, you know, with this Trump election and how some of these people be cutting up or whatever. So it's like, well, if they got guns, shit, I'm going to get these guns, too. They ain't trying to box out here no more, dog. So I just need to be prepared for it. So my shit is all about, like, just, just protection of my family. Really, that's it. Or, you know, protection for myself if I'm in Florida, Alabama, or North Carolina, or Mississippi. Them four states, I'm not going the unless I'm packing. Some people be tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Where them Christians are, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so so for us, it, it, it's simply about protection, right? So ultimately, everybody in my house, including my youngest, is we're going to have a primary weapon and a secondary weapon. Um, so my wife has a, she's got a 22 long rifle, looks like a HK416. It's scary looking, Shit. but it's, it's a 22 for crying out loud. But put enough holes in a bam. I taught her how to fire three round bursts on that bitch. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Let that shit bounce around. How you feeling? Yeah. Tickle? No? You all right? <laughs> so, so I got the AR. I got the Mossberg 500. Um, and I got, you know, 6-hour P320, HKVP9, um, SK. Them two are my favorite handguns. Uh, my wife has got the... Uh, the XDS, which is sexy, two tone. Um, I don't like shooting that shit. Zombie though. apocalypse goes down. We gotta head over to your crib. <laughs> Yo. Oh yeah, you know you, you got a sign outside your house. Don't fuck with <laughs> us. Well, how do you how do you how do you keep it away from the kids, or at least with your oldest? Does he? I'm, I'm assuming he knows that, that you, um, so you got guns all, around and all that. First and foremost, right, the, the thing was I need to expose him to it so that he's not curious enough to go yeah. fuck with shit on his own. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's had the weapons in his hand. When he turns 10 this year, uh, I'm taking him to the range because we can do that here in Maryland, right? It's the one thing we can fucking do out here with weapons. Mm -hmm. um, so I am taking him to the range because I don't want him to be afraid of it, right? Like if he's got to pop off for some reason, you know, somebody run up in the crib and he's the only one that's got a weapon in his hand. I don't want him to be. I don't want him to be scared to take that shot if need be. You know, even if he fucking kills me off that shit. If he trying to save his mom and his brother, I'm cool with that. Um, so we've we've had the weapons in his hand. The next step is to show him how to how to break them down, um, how to clean them properly. He knows the rules. You never point uh, at anybody. You never put your finger on that trigger unless you're ready to pop off, right? So and we run drills on it too, right? So every now and again. <laughs> When mom ain't here, <laughs> all right, what do we do with the escape plan if somebody kicks in this door, right? So we run through it. So, you know, when the shit hit the fan, it ain't no hesitation, right? Because them, them couple of seconds, man, that could be life or death for real, for real. So, um, but then from a, a safety perspective, we do keep um, most of them locked up in a safe. Um, and then I got shit kind of strategically hidden around the crib where he don't know, Um but I also keep the magazine separate. So, like, if shit go down, I know where to grab shit. Boom, boom, I'm ready to rock. Um, but if he out here just fucking with shit, like, oh, oh, shit, I don't know where the magazine is. So that that's one piece. But now that he's getting older, he's pretty sharp. It's just exposing him and educating him properly, right? And then you put it in your hand and you get the repetition in there. Um, he should know what to do. That's what it boils down to as far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned. 
So it's junior boot camp over there. Full metal jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, EJ, my brother. I got you got you I got, got I got one I got yeah. one last one last question. So it's more of kind of an advice. So I mean, how long did it take for because you you know, you found out your son had this condition, you didn't really have much time yeah. to process it. Um, for for other parents who who find out their, their their child has a condition, I guess what's your advice with learning how to kind of deal with it and put it front and center and and um, you know just make some normalcy out of out of your life? Well, it's tough. Um, it's tough to answer that question too. Uh, the environment in and of itself, the situation in and of itself is, is already challenging. Um, we've, we've come across other families who've had special needs uh, children um, that they, they, they just they couldn't do it together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up separating a, a lot. This, this shit will this shit will test your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it will fucking test your marriage, dog. Um, so the advice I would give is one honest, right, like brutally honest, right, even if it feel like it's hurt. Adjust your message so it's you know, not an attack mode, but be honest with your partner about how you're feeling about shit. Like, I told my wife, I don't like this nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fuck with him. <laughs> like, literally, that's that's where I was. I was in a really dark space um, at that particular point in time. Um, and she's been in that dark space, too, right? So uh, if you if you aren't honest with each other then and, and have those open lines of communication, it's it's going to be rough. So first and foremost is, is be honest and, and, and communicate clearly and effectively. Um, you have to also prepare for the worst mentally, right? Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. What? You think all the guns is full, right? So um, you've you got to do that mentally because the, sh- the worst can happen at any given fucking moment. I almost lost this dude one day in the middle of Howard homecoming. Like, oh. we had to ride through the city. The hospital is right next to the HU. By the way, uh, it's right next to HU, um, and you know it's nothing but traffic during homecoming. Luckily, we had an ambulance, boom, 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 and we got there just in the nick of time for the last neurosurgeon who was leaving for the night. Mm. Like almost lost in that wow. day, yo. Wow. You know, so you have to expect that the worst can happen at any given moment. So you prepare for the worst, you hope for the best. Um, you got to have outlets, also, mm. um, and and you ha- you internalize a lot of what you're dealing with, right? Because like, we have careers also, right, that are, that are relatively demanding. And thank God our employers are like, hey, do what you need to do, right? So I worked from the hospital if I needed to, or my wife worked from the hospital. But at the same time, you know, you got to have some, some, some release too, right? Um, I ain't going to say what, what my release was. Somebody I work with might be listening to this shit. So <laughs> I went to the gun range a lot. <laughs> went to the gun range a lot, you know. <laughs> so, right. so you, you got to have some way to, to, to release that. Um, and then I think the last thing I would say is, um, and one, this is one of the things that, that just, just kills me, man, and grinds my gears, is that um, dad's got to participate. Dad's really got to participate. Um I, my son, like I said, he's, he's, that's my special right there. Right. Y'all, y'all know about pledging. That's, that's my special right there. Right. So, you know, I, I know everything, right. I know the, the medications. I remember the dates of operations and things of that nature. So when we go in to talk to somebody, you know, some specialist or whomever, you know, they'll ask the question I answer and they look at mom and say, is this nigga right? Right. <laughs> and she's like, yo, he just told you, bitch. Did you not fucking hear him? <laughs> but they're used to dads not knowing shit. Like, oftentimes with these special needs kids or, or disabled kids, the dads just be like, oh, fuck that, mama's baby. I'm going over here. Right? And that's mm. common. So I, I get why that, that assumption's there. Um, but for a brother like me who, who's all in, I, I'm raising young black boys out here. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Whether he's special needs or not, I will not be able to live with myself if I'm not involved. Right. And I'm not trying to influence them and, and prepare them for this bitch ass world we got to deal with. So not everybody's like that. And it's more common than I even thought it was. Like, apparently I'm a fucking unicorn. Not dope. I'm the shit anyway. You know, I'm a handsome dude. That's how we roll. But at the same time, <laughs> All right, EJ, slow down, kid. You're going to get it in on fatherhood. <laughs> Yeah, but but 
Yeah, I, I'd say those are the pieces there, right? Communicate, be honest with each other, um, have an outlet, um, and participate. Homes, like, got to do it, yo. Don't don't leave it up to the moms, man, because you'll you'll miss out on a lot of dope shit. Brother, thank you so much for for educating us, man, and, and sharing all of yeah, those honestly, experiences. Yeah, because we, I, I don't think we'd know the no, fucking my pleasure, first thing. Brother. Yeah, brother. Um, best well, of luck. I tell y'all what, if y'all yeah. ever in D.C., right, hit me up, right? If you got the family with you, hit me up. I, my, I got my new grill. It's got a dent in that bitch, but I'm a beast on this joint. And y'all more than welcome to come through, meet Dom. Man, when you meet this cat, you fall in love with him. Like, he's that fucking cool. I'm already down. Just based on Facebook alone. Up, and I was just there, and I would have used your arsenal while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I got I got a membership, yo. Like, bro, <laughs> fuck with me. I got you. <laughs> All right, EJ, man. Have a great night. And uh, yo, thank, thank you, bro. Yeah, thank appreciate you. appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks, fellas. God bless, man. And keep doing what you're doing, man. This shit get me through traffic, yo. I love it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>